the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Okay. Ah, another... Uh... Another day, another thousand-point move in the uh, stock market. <laughs> I, um, I was called in to uh, do a television hit yesterday, and um, I, I like going on with Bob Sellers. He's, he's a pro. Uh, he's been around for a very, very long period of time, and uh, a nice little always give and take with him on the program. I, I really do enjoy it. But anyway, uh, we're, we're talking about the markets, we're talking about the market moves, and I, I make the point that when you see the type of volatility that we're seeing right now, it's, it's eerily reminiscent of NBA basketball. NBA basketball, you for, for, well, for most games, it's good teams, you really don't have to tune into the game until like the last uh, couple minutes. It always comes down to that more often than not. But anyway, um, yeah, watch the market over the course of the day. What's going to happen in the last half an hour, 45 minutes of trading when you have volatile days like today? Again, it's, it's momentum. It's not investors. It's traders. It's hever, heavily leveraged funds, uh, computer programs, software algorithms, Skynet, whatever it may be. Now, if news pops into the computer, and again, it's, you know, people are like, what's an algorithm? Think about it for a second. What is an algorithm? Everybody remember algebra class, ninth grade, eighth, ninth grade math. X is equal to this. Well, if the computer, if X is part of whatever algorithm, and if news comes in and that news that is going to X at a certain point in time is good news, and I think yesterday the markets determined that Joe Biden taking the lead over Bernie Sanders was good news, X was going to act in a, you know, represent a certain figure that would push the markets in a certain direction. Now, there's other factors that go into the algorithm as well as volume and momentum and a myriad of other things. But it's not people sitting around pressing buttons here, people making decisions like in the old days. It's a computer program. That's all. And when you see periods of time like this, like we are seeing every every year, couple years or so, we'll get into a situation where you get this type of volatility. Bear it no mind. Don't pay attention to it. If you are an investor, it's not going to affect you. Anyway, on the uh, coronavirus front, I, they mentioned there was another two people that they were diagnosed in New York City. Two. I, um, I've been in and out of the city. Um, uh, <laughs> am I seeing a few people wearing masks? Yeah, but not that many. I had to take a high peak train. High peak trains was busy uh, on the way home yesterday after uh, having to go into the city to, to do the television hit. 
And the train was packed. Standing room only, Long Island Express. Long Island Express, Penn Station to Hunting. Well, I even took the subway. Took the subway. Took the subway from uh, 53rd Street, Lexington Avenue, the E-Train, all the way to Penn Station. Um, yeah, people here, there, everywhere. Life goes on in the big city. Now, one, one would think in a city like New York with so many people and so many people that uh, take public transportation, well, gee whiz, we should all be dropping like flies over here. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> it doesn't, there's none of this, I'm not changing anything. I'm not changing what I do. I'm, I've got an event that I've got to go to. I'm going to go to. The restaurants here where I live. My, my wife went to go get takeout yesterday. It's a great Italian restaurant, family restaurant up the street. She's like, Chris, you can't believe it. The place was mobbed. I couldn't get in the door to get the takeout. It's busy like that all the time. Yeah, the media likes everybody to think out there. Again, you know, let's scare the crap out of everybody. That everybody's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out all over the country. Nobody's going to do a damn thing. Okay, they'll show pictures. They'll show pictures. Oh, they'll look at look at what's going on in Washington in certain areas. Again, it, you know, there's a pandemic coming. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to participate in it. I'm sorry. I just, you know, you want to, you want to freak out. You want to, you know, douse yourself and Purell. Have at it. That's your choice. It's your choice. And the funny thing is, is my wife is a bit of a hypochondriac for crying out loud. She's not even freaking out over this. Again, in today's day and age, when we, we live in the world of outrage, outrage and destruction, and mob, mob rule, social media, not just social media, social media and media mob rule. If I was a, a company, be honest, if I, if I was a company, a CEO of a publicly traded company, and I had a conference somewhere here in the United States, I, I have to admit, I'd have to weigh the risk and reward. When I'm not talking risk or reward, I'm not talking body count. I'm just talking, you know, God forbid someone goes to our conference and happens to get sick or had the coronavirus. My company is going to be oh, what we could get sued. People come after us. You're being irresponsible. Why did you hold the conference? Because that, that's the way things are. That's the world that we live in, unfortunately. That's the world that we live in. And that part of our world today, for lack of a better phrase or better word, sucks. There is no perspective. It's shoot first. No, it's not even shoot first. It's kill, maim, crucify first, and then maybe down the road we'll lend a little perspective. That's the world we live in. Tiptoe over eggshells. Everyone has to do. Everyone. I mean, again, it's been taken to the next level. Let's, let's you know, the, I'm going to talk about the real innovators in this and the outrage industry, the mob industry. You'd have to go to Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. They really were 
They really were innovators when it comes to this business. Yeah, you guess what? Guess what? You're going to cut us a check. You're going to cut us a check or we're going to have a mob outside your corporate offices and other locations with angry people with bullhorns. Okay, cut check. Much easier. It's just nonsense. It really is. For crying out loud, China was able, and all the Chinese were able to contain it because they're communists, they big quarantine. Oh, for crying out loud, and over a billion people in that country, not to mention the fact the health of the people, you're going to compare it to the health of people here, all the pollution there and the respiratory problems that they may have. Oh, come on. You know, it's interesting as well. You look to Washington, too. They're talking about, you know, how it hit a nursing home. Uh, okay, yeah, those are places that I feel where people might be at greater risk, just as much as people are at greater risk when they're older if they catch the flu and what it can do to them. My, my father-in-law. My father-in-law passed away a few months ago. A few months ago, over... About a year, a year and a half ago, he had Parkinson's. But he was fine. I mean, it, it was affecting him. He, he lived in our house. He got the flu, and, and that was it. He never got, really, he never recovered. He went straight downhill from there. But he had, it was advanced in age. It, will, it obviously is going to have a greater effect on you and do terrible things. When you're older, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, we get people talking about, oh, geez, we're, we're oh, running out of Purell and we can't get these. Well, you know what, people? Let's be honest. If they were honest about this in the first place, they would have said, you know what? We should be, you know, if there's going to be a problem, we're not going to have enough. Maybe you should give this to the elderly people should be concerned. Why don't we lend a little perspective? Why do we have to freak everybody the blank out? Again, I, I've been doing this too long. This is too long watching these talking heads on TV. Give me a break, okay? Go sell your bull excrement somewhere else. All right? Congress, $8.3 billion bill to battle the coronavirus. All right. But what are they going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, it's $3 billion for developing treatments. $2.2 billion for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to contain the outbreak. How, how, what, what will that $2.2 billion be used for to contain the outbreak. What? If it was money that could contain an outbreak, more money, why wouldn't they do that every year with the, just the regular flu, which kills tens of thousands of people? Yeah, it's kind of weird, too. We had, we had a, a pretty major city in our country just get hit. Just get hit by a tornado. How many, what is the death toll right now? It's, it's in the 50s? Nashville. Pretty popular city. Businesses moving there, a lot of people. 
You know what scares me? Tornadoes scare me. Tornadoes scare the crap out of me. We, we had one here. It's no joke. I'll tell the story anyway. Okay, so here I am last year. Hey, I'm Long Island. You know, we don't get hit by tornadoes often. But, uh, or not even that, just really bad windstorms. But anyway, I'm, I'm in Garden City with my son at a lacrosse tournament. And I, I, I mean, I see some really dark clouds. And then I, I check my, some of the weather apps and I look. I said, now this is going to miss us here in Garden City. And then I, I look at, I look at the, uh, the map a little bit further by where I live, and there's some really small but dark, dark red spots coming it's over in Connecticut and heading to the sound. And I'm saying to myself, well, wait a second. My daughter right now is with uh, a dear friend of mine, and they're, they're on a boat. They're out there in, in the sound. And we call and they were coming in. Dad, okay. Yeah, they, they saw it and they're on their way in. They get to uh, get the, the Centerport, Centerport Yacht Club. And all this, it hits. They couldn't, they did not run it. They should have went east-west, but they tried to, to come in and beat the storm. And it hits. And it wasn't so much a tornado. My dad was explaining to me it's how the air gets sucked down and then it goes uh, horizontal. But the winds were almost up close to 100 miles an hour. They were lucky they got off. My, my, my daughter grabbed one of the little kids that was on the boat, the dog, and they hid in one of the little uh, uh, boatmaster sheds there on the dock. You had people on the dock, broken legs, into the water, boats overturned. Storm. I get back home because my house is right here. I got tree limbs down all over the place, one on the roof of my house. The thing goes straight across Long Island, ends up killing some people on the South Shore and gone. Now, that, that's, that, that stuff is kind of scary if you think about weather, earthquakes. Okay, um, wash your hands. Use a little bit of caution. Let, let's, let's not lose our heads here, okay? Anyway, um, got to talk about, talk about, well, it's not even just the Middle East anymore. It's um, Greece as well. Um. First off, Turkey is now, they sent about a thousand special police officers to their border with Greece, trying to, what we've got going on here is you've got these migrants and refugees that they're pushing into Greece, trying to get them into Europe. Greece is pushing them back, and I don't know, they're going to be caught in between now? I, I don't know. Turkey said, hey, we're, we're going to just, we're going to cut loose four million people, and we're just going to send them into Europe. This is, this is what happens when you do business with people like the Turks. Sorry. Sorry, I, 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 you know, I, I read a history book or two. Sorry. Never going to turn out well. Oh, yeah, I know. Strategic interest there. We have our bases there. We've got nukes there, for crying out loud. Let me explain. Here, here let's go a little bit further. How screwed up, okay? How screwed up. This area of the world is. 
And, God, and, we, and we still have, oh, the Council for Relations and John Bolton and the Hawks, and we got to stay engaged in this area of the world. No, no, no. This area of the world is worse than a freaking virus. You get out. You get out for crying out loud. You know, it's, they keep making, you know, compare something. They keep making these Jurassic Park movies, don't they? Yo, oh, and way back when, they're going to keep making them because people keep going to see them. And in the first Jurassic Park, you would have thought that they learned their lesson. But man, human beings are real stupid. They'll always find some new way to get back to the island and more people die. And the last one was classic. The last one was classic. They were going back to the island to save, to save the dinosaurs that shouldn't be around in the first place, the animal rights, dinosaur rights activists, to try to save them. Freaking stupid is that? They, they got areas of the world that are like Jurassic Park. Yeah, we, we feel like we got to keep going back here. All right, right now, right now, Assad, Assad is joining forces in Syria with Libya's Haftar. Now, Haftar, he's this guy who runs these Libyan National Army. And we've been kind of supporting that guy, too. But then, then we wait again, but we're against Assad and Syria. But now, it gets even more, Turkey is fighting Russia. There was actually a fight, fist fight, fist fight on the floor of the Turkish parliament yesterday. No kidding. Because some Turkish politicians dared to blame Erdogan for 37, 40 Turkish troops were killed by the Russians. Now, the, the Turks, the Turks, you know, we gave them that little area. We said, hey, you, want, you, you deal with that area there in Syria that uh, ill did whatever the hell it's called. And the Russians don't want that to take place. Now, the, the Turks are aligning themselves with some of the Al-Qaeda affiliate groups in that area of northern Syria. Russia is aligned with Assad, and they're fighting against one another. Yet Turkey is also a member of NATO. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. But hey, supposedly all of our, are all of these great people, these think tanks out there, the Council Foreign Relations, the Max Boots of the world, the John Boltons out there. Oh, they've got their arms around this, right? Oh, they really know. They, they know exactly what's going on, and they've got the remedy. And what is that remedy? Oh, let's send more troops. Let's spend more freaking money on this shithole area of the world. Because that's what it is right now. Shouldn't be. Wasn't always. It is now. I mean, what, what, what are we going to add to this scenario? Huh? I'm going to give you my biased opinion. Help Greece out along their border. 
They don't even need it. They don't ask. Have the European Union come down there. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Parks closed. No more refugees inside of Europe. Turkey, you got a huge country. Guess what? You're Muslim. They're all coming from Muslim countries. You can stay there. That's it. Period. The end. At some point in time, people, you got to understand there's a bit of a culture clash. That is what it is. There's a bit of a culture clash. Let them figure it out for crying out loud. Russia wants to med- Russia wants to dip its toes in middle of the air. Let them. I don't care. Oh, no. Well, we're going to let Russia get their way, and they're going to be on the side of Syria. Who the hell cares? What the hell is in Syria that's so damn important? If Israel wanted to wipe Syria off the map, they could do it in a freaking afternoon if they wanted to. The hell are we worried about for crying out? It's patently absurd. But again, that's, that's U.S. foreign policy. U.S. foreign policy, guess what? Patently absurd. Absolutely nuts. Oh, we're pulling out of Afghanistan. Man, but that's okay. We'll put troops in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, um, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer uh, was at a rally yesterday, and he uh, went a little crazy. Um, there was, they're talking about this case, June Medical Service in front of the Supreme Court versus Russo. And this is an abortion case. And what it deals with is restrictions over who can perform abortions. And it involves a Louisiana law, which is similar to a one in one that's one in Texas that the court ruled unconstitutional in 2016 before either Trump justice was on the Supreme Court and before conservatives held a five four majority. So, again, they're going to be looking at, okay, the, the makeup of the court is a little bit different now and whether or not they're going to look to precedent on this one. But Chuck Schumer basically warned, warned Gorsuch, warned Kavanaugh, said, you released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You don't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. This is a, a United States senator. This, again, this is third world and we've become, in many respects, whether you want to like, whether you want to like it or not, people, in many respects, we've become very third world. Oh, I know, Trump's president. But the deep state, the big government's a deep state. Chuck Schumer is a United States senator, and he just threatened two Supreme Court justices. That is something that would happen in Venezuela. That's something that would happen in Cuba, in Iran, uh, North Korea. They'd be shot. They'd be dead by now. You see, the funny thing is, is that Chuck Schumer is that powerful. He's that powerful. The longer they stick around, the longer that they're there, the more omnipotent they become. And Chuck Schumer is the minority minority leader in the Senate. He's been around forever. I don't think he's ever had a real job in his entire life. What the hell does he care? What are they going to do to him? Say, oh, we may censure him. The hell does he care? He'll take that censure and he'll go to the bed. He'll wipe his ass with it. It won't sound crude, but he will. 
You know, I'm Chuck freaking Schumer. And that's his attitude. And hey, people, we allowed it. You can get bent out of shame, get angry all you want. But you keep electing the same people again and again and again. We allow this to happen. You get the government you deserve. Yeah, my, my mother called me yesterday. <laughs> she called me late. I was <laughs> going to sleep and she called and I was like, oh, should I uh, decline? I'll answer it. Sorry, Mom. Uh, and I answered the phone, answered the phone, and she was distraught over this. I'm like, Ma, <laughs> you're worrying about these things. I don't like them any more than you do. I've spent my entire career here warning people about these problems, these issues, trying to educate people about the problems that we have. But I, I don't have any control over it. I can't. What am I, I'm going to get myself bent out of shape over something that I have no control over? Yeah, I, I vote for senators here in New York. I would never, ever in my, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to vote for Chuck Schumer. But people do. People do. And, you know, again, we're going to get what's coming to us one way or another unless we write the ship. Again, I'm a, I'm a big believer that there were some really good options for the Republicans in 2016. I, I think it would have been a win. Win if you had Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, or Donald Trump because they're outside the mainstream. Hey, do a find a fact. You know, Ted Cruz still, he is kicking butt. His podcast blowing everybody else away. But they hate him in Washington. They hate him. The establishment hates Ted Cruz. They most certainly don't like Rand Paul. They didn't like his father, Ron Paul. They had true patriots. We had three good options for trying to rein in big government. And yeah, Rand Paul's a senator and Ted Cruz is Senator Donald Trump ends up winning. And he's doing a lot of good, but we've got a long way to go, people. He had a sitting U.S. senator threatening, and three branches of government, checks and balances, threatening. Threatening Supreme Court justices. I cannot recall. I, I, you know, I get it. I get it. You want to disagree with a ruling, or, or, but you're threatening them before a ruling? Now, some might say that um, Ginsburg, the darling on the left, I mean, she was out of line. She basically said that Donald Trump was unfit for office, completely out of line. If that's her opinion, that's her opinion, but she should have kept her mouth shut as a Supreme Court justice, and one could argue that she, yeah, maybe she should recuse herself from certain cases based upon that. But it is ridiculous. Anyway, um, here's a story. I won't get a lot of news. There was a Pentagon linguist charged with providing secrets to, well, to basically spies of ours. And they, she sent them to Hezbollah. Um, the real names of people spying for the United States. Again, this is, again, it's like Mission Impossible 1. You know, the first Mission Impossible, where it was about getting the, the, the knock list, 
Remember that? They ate the knock list and then all the, the spies' names were going to be out there in the open. Come on, people. You remember? And, and you know what? They also did this as well was in um, was it Skyfall, the James Bond movie, where they get a hold of some of the... Um, they got to hold some of the, the, uh, the MI6 uh, spies, and the bad guy was releasing the names little by little on YouTube, and then there was pictures of them getting assassinated. Basically the same thing. Now, now my thing is this. Um, I, I got a suggestion. Why, you, know, you try this person, and they should be executed. Executed. And you know what? They should be executed. It should be. I don't care. Can we tell me some kind of oh off the charts? Well, I'm sorry. This is national security. Okay, do it on TV. I don't care. You are guilty of espionage. You're giving the names of our spies to a terrorist organization, our enemy. And I don't care. Do it old school. Do it old school. I don't care. On TV. Shot. Hung. I don't care. Do we do that anymore? I mean, do we kill spies? People guilty of treason? Espionage? But we should. Anyway, um... Quick story about, uh, it's kind of interesting, it was a real estate story. And again, I, I've talked about real estate many times here on the show and understanding real estate and, uh, well, the fact that, uh, well, the media doesn't put it out there properly in understanding markets. And they're talking about wealthy millennial home buyers and what they're doing. And they're saying that they're, Trading sleepy suburbs for smaller houses and shorter commutes. And they, they highlight this, this couple here, and it's, uh, it's outside, of, um, outside of San Francisco. And, and again, it, I, I know this area. I have one of my, one of my best friends lives in not far lives outside of San Francisco. And they're talking about this house that they, they built. Uh, uh, what is the, uh, the community here? Oh, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But um, they bought a house. They bought a house here. Um, how big was it? Two million bucks. Mill Valley, California. Two million dollars. And it is 20 minutes, 20 minutes outside of San Francisco. 20 minutes outside of San Francisco, $2 million house um, for this family. And how many uh, square feet is it? 1,500 square feet. 1,500 square feet, 10,000 square foot lot. $2 million. Um, okay. People are like, that's freaking crazy. People around the company, that's crazy. Well, 
listen, they're, they're probably working for some, getting some very high-paying job in San Francisco or in and around the area. Palo Alto, a lot of, lot of high-paying jobs there. Guess what? A lot of people want to live around there. And my friend, his, his house, he basically had to redo the entire thing. It's not very big. It's in a great area outside of San Francisco, good schools. Guess what? High-paying jobs, what's going to happen? The value of the real estate is going to go through the roof. And, and in this column, they're, they're, they're talking about um, this another family as well uh, in an area, uh, it's Pelham. And it's, it's, you know, the, it's, it's a suburb too. Close to $2 million home. Close to $2 million home. Uh, pretty darn expensive. Again, it's much quicker into the city on the train than if you went out a little bit further. But even if you go out a little bit further, you go out to Westchester, Rye, Largemont. It's still bloody expensive. There's a myriad of factors, especially if you have kids involved. What type of school district is there? Yeah. What, what is it going to cost? And you know, other areas as well. And I, again, I'm, I'm doing a little bit in regards to where I live. You know, some parents will live in maybe a not as good school district here on Long Island. They'll send their kid to one of the Catholic schools, which happen to be fairly reasonable here on Long Island. A lot of Catholics. But it, it, talking about just how much this is and, and how much people have to pay. Because again, let me tell you something, the property taxes are not going to be low in these areas either. But you're looking at areas where you will not see a collapse. You're not going to see a major... I mean, real estate values will fluctuate without a doubt. Talked yesterday a little bit about interest rates and how it will affect the value. But... It costs what it costs, and there's not a lot of inventory. When you look in these areas, when you look in these areas, when I was looking here on Long Island, you people were putting in bids above. And this is not darn the boom. This is not too, people putting in bids above what the asking price was in certain neighborhoods because it was in that great of a demand. And we might bring this story up is again, I, you know, they try to encapsulate real estate as the entire country, whereas that's patently absurd. Anyway, have a wonderful day, everybody. Looks like we're going to have another uh, crazy day in the markets. Again, you choose whether or not you're going to participate in that nonsense. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.